Ever wondered what happens when curious minds, groundbreaking ideas, and a dash of serendipity come together? Picture this, a world where conferences aren't just gatherings, but playgrounds for social learning. Hi lab mates, welcome to The Social Learning Lab, a podcast about social learning at work. In today's episode, we'll be sitting down with Mallory Steele, the founder of Black and L&D, to discuss how she's reimagined the traditional conference format into a virtual experience that fosters greater knowledge sharing, connection making, and global outreach for her upcoming conference, The Learning Exchange. Ready to dive in? Welcome back, lab mates, to another episode of the Social Learning Lab. I'm Diego, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Katie, Rocio, and Nicole. And today we have a very special episode. Lab mates, please join us in welcoming our special guest, Mallory Steele. Mallory is a CEO, founder, coach, and mentor for driven consultants, freelancers, and transplant L&D professionals who want to build, grow, and improve their professional careers. Her entrepreneurial and multi-passionate spirit shines not only through productive consulting, where she strategically works to improve organizations' training needs, she is also the founder of Black in L&D, a nonprofit professional organization, and The Learning Exchange, an annual global virtual conference featuring Black professionals. Mallory is committed to helping organizations and individuals grow by standing on her deep-seated belief in the transformative power of sharing experiences, building community, and recognizing our connections and equitable representation. Thank you so much, Mallory, for joining us today and welcome to the Social Learning Lab. Yeah, thank you. I love that, Diego. <laughs> it's always nice oh. to hear someone else read about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I am that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, we are so excited that you got to be here with us today. You know, we've worked on a lot of projects with you and so we are very excited to share your expertise with our audience and, you know, just have a little fun today with you. I love it. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So why don't we get into what is Black and L&D, you know, the kind of organization that you started there? Yes. Black and L&D is slowly becoming its own thing. So today, Black and L&D is a professional organization of um, pretty much just Black professionals in learning and development. So it's pretty broad because, as we know, L&D is vast and the positions and the roles and all that is pretty, I would say, pretty ever-changing, right? It's ever-changing. It's probably a good way to put it. So it's kind of an all-encompassing place for people in talent, training, learning, um, development. So we started off in 2020 as Black instructional designers. And that was kind of how the group started off on Facebook and LinkedIn. And it slowly transitioned into Black and L&D because of how much things are growing and changing and how many people are like L&D adjacent. And so right now, yeah, we're still our private kind of Facebook and LinkedIn group is where we really kind of engage. And then we're turning into a nonprofit. And so now we are having more public engagement and public spaces for people to get involved. So in short, it's a professional organization for Black professionals, but I feel like that doesn't encompass all of kind of what it is for the members. You should never keep it short. I know it's hard. It's like, it's like when, you know, it's hard. Hard. Like, you should never keep it short because <laughs> you have people who are new to L and D, right? And or people who are transitioning. They're not in the industry at all, and they're just curious and they and they want to learn about it and grow. Then you have people who've been twenty years, and they have years and years mm-hmm. and years of experience in this space. Um, you have people who are PhD level and people who are just like, they just have a certificate or you have people like me and I don't have either. Right. And so um, L&D is such a fun place where you can get into the industry in such unique and unconventional ways, or you can go kind of the straight and narrow. I knew I wanted to get into this space since um, high school, college. Most people don't. 
I've yet to hear that story where people, where someone's like, yeah, I went to college for learning and development. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be an instructional designer. (laughs) So it's nice. It's nice because everyone has their story and their experience of getting into the space. And so it's sometimes hard to explain it as in like, oh, this is an organization for lawyers, right? It's a little bit more straightforward or architects or whatever. It's, it's L&D is an interesting space. How do I explain it where you're excited as much as I'm excited for, you know, for black and LD? Yeah. Like, how do I explain that? How do I transfer that excitement to people? Right. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like um, I feel I have my highs and lows because it's, you know, you, you have the questions of like, why is this needed? Why do you have it? Why is this existent? Um, You know, or people who want to get into the, into black and LD and it's like, you know, you're not black, so sorry. You know, sorry, the space isn't for you. But we love you. We want you to support us, and there's so many other ways to engage. Um, so there's like the highs and the lows of kind of having a group like this. But I think it's, I think I know it's needed. I've seen that it's needed. Um, the support and the help and just the safe space within the organization. Um, and then also, I think it's given people, and then we'll get into the learning exchange. But it's given people a lot of confidence to. Um, kind of go out of the group, right? And go into in other spaces and or conferences or um, organizations and just feel more confident in their career or like where they're going and what they want to do because they privately have been able to ask some questions and have some support. And I don't know if I ever really shared this story, maybe at some point back in the day with Nicole, but when I first got into L&D, you know, the, the L&D industry is interesting. It's so large, but it's also very small. And so I was on LinkedIn and I um, posted a question on somebody's post, right? I just posted a question to something that they said and someone replied to my comment, um, but they replied to the po- to the person who posted the comment. I mean, the, the post, does that make sense? Right? So I, I commented and then person a person replied to it, but they didn't respond to my comment. They just commented on my comment. And then the poster, the original poster responded to that person, but then still didn't answer me. And it became like the thread was like, how do you guys not see me? Like, hello, I'm here. Like you're, you're commenting on my thread. And it was like the beginning of me feeling very invisible in this space. And I was just wondering, I'm like, and obviously I can't initially say, oh, this is because I'm a black woman, right? It was just a pattern of like, hey, I'm asking this question too, or hey, like I need a little help or I need some direction. And me noticing um, within like the L&D groups that this was a very odd, continual um, experience. And I think I was more so heightened because that was the summer that George Floyd was killed. And it was just all these emotions. So that was the start of me starting Black and L&D. I was like, we just need a we just need a private space, a safe space where I can ask a question without feeling like this is a stupid question or, oh my gosh, she doesn't know the answer to this or like, you don't have this degree or it just, it was, it felt like a lot of judgment and I just wanted to have a safe space. I will say as a caveat, I've had a lot of support outside of Black Netland, <laughs> a lot of support, a lot of positivity, but that was like the catalyst of, of me feeling, I think other people may be feeling like this too. And like, I'm a solutionist. So I'm like, what do you, what do I do about it? Right. I don't want to complain about it. What can I do about it? And so that was the birth of, of this space. And it's, you know, like I mentioned, it's just transitioned to its own thing. That's just so amazing to like hear because it's so true. Like representation, especially is just so needed. And I think, you know, 
you empowering that, you know, group of minorities is so important. Mm -hmm. And especially in this world today where there's so much just anger and frustration Mm -hmm. and hatred towards so many people, I think, you know, giving these people a platform to share their voice and really grow together and learn together is so important. So that's just amazing. And, you know, we just want to recognize you for doing this. It's so great seeing what you're doing out there in the world today. Thank you. Yes. I also want to highlight what you said, which I thought was really interesting, that you've got this amazing community and we've gotten to witness Black and Alex Allen D. grow, but it doesn't just stay, right? Mm-hmm. So like the, having this safe space makes your members more able to go out and do big things beyond your community. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like such a wow, powerful statement because that is like where growth and, and things are happening. You know, it's not just like, hey, we join, we get to chat, but like, I feel confidence, I'm making progress in my career, Mm -hmm. I'm getting into spaces where I didn't once feel comfortable or feel like I had the support to go up against challenges. So that's really amazing. I don't, I don't know if you've gotten to celebrate that as much as you should, but wow. I know, I feel like, I feel like I need to take those moments we all do, right? And celebrate those wins. Um, There's moments where people will come back into the group, they'll, they'll share those success stories, they'll share like, hey, I got this job that somebody posted in here, right? Because we'll post jobs and post opportunities. Um, we need more internships in L&D. So when there are internships, we kind of post about that. So we have those success stories where you can see it. You can see the impact. Um, but you're right, Nicole. I think I definitely need to celebrate the impact more because it is, it's, you, you come to the, you come into the group to add value and get value, but you really make the impact outside that space and in your own lives. And for many black professionals, um, especially in the States, like we're one of very few in our organizations or our L&D teams. And so um, to have this space to come to and to ask a question or to share an experience or to get some feedback or advice. Um, I love it. I love that we have it. <laughs> yeah. I, I really admire that you saw a need and you were like, I am going to take care of, of that need. And, you know, it's such a basic emotional need for people to want to belong someplace and a lot of people don't have that sense of belonging um which is also social learning in a way right yeah the social learning you have to feel like you belong in this group so there is a connection there but you know a little i can't pat in the back that's yeah. my thank you i feel it like, yeah <laughs> um that's amazing yes that is definitely amazing so I kind of want to go back to what you mentioned earlier about the learning exchange conference, because, you know, as being a social learning pod class, we talk a lot about, you know, social learning in all aspects and a conference. We had just done an episode on social learning activities. And so we felt we wanted to highlight, you know, your the learning exchange conference that's coming up in February. Yeah, I love that you guys are highlighting it. And thank you. Gosh, I am. I think today I'm really excited about the learning exchange because I have these like bursts of creative um like energy and that this was this week for me. <laughs> so I think you caught me at a really good time because I was able to just like bust out some stuff that we needed to get done. Um, but the learning exchange is a virtual conference featuring all black speakers. That's pretty much what it is in short. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, put on by black and L and D um, sponsored by different organizations, but mainly partnered with my company, which is productive consulting. So, um, you know, as we're building this out, um, building this this conference and this platform, it costs money, right? <laughs> so that's where like Productive has been like footing the bill to kind of make this happen. And so I just strongly believe in this vision. I strongly believe in the need for the learning exchange. And so 
it's definitely social learning. Um, I w- I'll make some f- a few clarifications for those who never heard of it. So it's not, while it is, um, you know, put on by Black and L&D, it's not an L&D conference. Um, there's a lot of L&D topics and sessions, but it's really, we have tracks every conference, right? Conferences have tracks. So we have um, six tracks. Um, and as long as the sessions that uh, our speakers want to propose fits within those tracks, then we judge them and accept them and, and we do it that way. So it's a it's a range, right? There's there's tech, there's, um, I know this year, surprisingly, we had a lot of healthcare um, proposals, um, which I don't know if we have um, any of them like that's running this particular learning exchange, but we have um, DE&I, obviously, and then we have, um, gosh, I'm missing a few, finance, right? Um, some HR, um, consulting, freelancing. So it's a range of topics that really anyone can kind of pick and choose um, during these tracks. So it's not an L&D conference, but how this all started, again, you know, I'm a solutionist. <laughs> so in 2021, um, I really became aware of like how big of a deal conferences are in L&D. Like it's such a big deal, right? Everybody's like, if you didn't go to a conference or speak at a conference. And so my first L&D conference was in 2021. And it was really when I was really paying attention. And I just noticed, um, you know, there there wasn't that many people who looked like me. (laughs) Uh, There wasn't that many people who looked close to like me, like a little bit of melanin. Um, And when I physically went to one of the conferences, same thing, right? And I was like, wow, you know, I'm just curious what this is about. I asked around a little bit. And again, I'm like, well, how about we just create it, right? If you're not invited to the table or you can't get a seat at the table, you build your own table, right? And so um, that was a learning exchange. And the first learning exchange was in 2021. We had like eight sessions. It was over four days. Why did we do it over four days? I have no idea. (laughs) But it was over a four day period, eight sessions. Um, And we didn't do one in 2022. And then 2023, we did. And so um, I think 2023, this past June is when we had it during the um, the week of Juneteenth. And it really confirmed that vision in me, like this is needed. Um, we had, I want to say, uh, maybe like 35, 40 sessions, um, over 50 speakers, 36 different countries, you know, in attendance and represented. Um, it was awesome. It was just an awesome experience and an awesome conference. Um and all the private feedback was very helpful for me, like just to have that validation. And it's crazy because we don't need a validation for our, ide- our ideas, right? But it was nice to have a little bit of like, okay, yes, this is needed. Um, the learning exchange, while it features Black speakers, right, to have that opportunity, it's for a variety of reasons. One, um, if you want to speak at conferences in the L&D space, I can only speak about the L&D space. I don't know about other industries. Um, a lot of times you have to share previous experience, right? You have to share your previous um, speaking experience. Um, you kind of have to really sell yourself and um, have a really good proposal, have a really good topic. And if you don't have that, it's a little bit of a barrier to entry, right? So the Learn Exchange provides first-time speakers that experience. One, you get the recorded video, so you have that to share. Two, you just get the experience. You get to be amongst other speakers, um, and just engage and just like test out what you want to talk about, right? What are your passions? Everybody kind of has their topics. So that's one. And then two, it really provides a space for our perspective 
and our lived experience to share. So while yes, anybody can get up and talk about storyboarding, anybody can get up and talk about analytics, um, your experience in that space makes a difference, right? That's where the social learning for me plays a part, right? Because we all have a different experience and a different vantage point. And so to be able to have Black speakers share from their perspective about some of these topics, about AI, right? About um, um, learning architecture, et cetera, et cetera, the list can go on. That's what's a bit unique about it. Then um, it also provides everyone who's not Black, who usually do not have an opportunity to hear Black speakers or hear their perspectives, this is time for you, right? It's time for you to come and listen and learn and grow yourself and network and meet new people and see new faces. And so it's it's kind of a win-win. It's not kind of, it's a win-win. It's a win-win for everyone. Um, we changed it for Black to be during Black History Month because um, one of two things, it's not a big conference season in, in February compared to June. So it's a, it's a better time to do a conference, um, a virtual conference for us and to get into the conference world, so to speak. But two, you know, probably like mid, mid January, people are digging into trying to find a black history fact, right? They're like, okay, okay, we got to say something. <laughs> um, we don't necessarily care. Sometimes they do care, but it's like, we have to say something or do something for black history month. And it's like, this is what you can do. You know, we have the learning exchange. The, our history is our history, but it's better to be part of making history and be part of, you know, moving forward versus like there's only so many times and so many quotes we can share from Martin Luther King or Credit Scott King or Rosa Parks. Right. And I'm here today because of them. Like, I'm grateful. But it's also like all of these amazing people who are doing things today that we can also share and talk about. And so um, it's like a double you know, connection of saying, let's be part of making history versus only looking back at history. I know I said a mouthful, so I'll take a pause. <laughs> no, that was great. I mean, it's so true, though. Like, you want to give this next generation that voice mm -hmm. and, you know, be a part of making history, like you said. So I think that's such an amazing thing, you know, just giving that platform, like you said, and allowing people to, you know, network with each other. I think that's something that, you know, is so important, especially that's where you gain a lot of insight and a lot of expertise is through your network. And so, you know, going into this part, you know, it's a virtual conference. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of get these engagement from your audience base? Like, how do you get them to engage with each other and connect with each other in a virtual setting? That's a great question. I feel like we have to do it anyways, right? We're doing it now. We do it all the time. It's just part of life. Um, I think what's unique about what we're doing this time with the Learning Exchange um, is that technically it's now a three-day conference, so we're doing a pre-conference. And so that pre-conference is on um, Wednesday, and it's more like coaching workshops that's happening on that pre-conference. It's not presentations or panels. So it's all kind of very tangible. The best way to put it is coaching. But in between those sessions that day, we have speed networking so like one-on-one -on -one networking opportunities and then we have these like networking circles where you can it's a little bit more structured but that'll be that wednesday and then the day of the conference so that thursday and friday so february 7th is the pre-conference february 8th and 9th is the um, the learning exchange we have a social lounge and so think of it just like a virtual how what it looks like is it looks like a bunch of little tables <laughs> Right. It looks like a bunch of little tables and they have different topics and you just pick which one you want to go to. So if you're like, oh, I'm really interested in this topic, then I'll go to that table. You can turn on your camera. You can um, turn off mute. You can engage and talk and meet people. Um, the platform also has an opportunity where you can click on someone's profile and you can see, you know, their bio. You can see whatever information they want to share. You can see it. 
and then you can connect with them. So you can send them a private message that way, or you can also just connect with them on LinkedIn or wherever they, whatever they decided to post. So sometimes, you know, when you're in a session, when you're in a, a the virtual conference, what we noticed in the last conference was that people, the chat was like, was like fire. Like the chat was just like, blah, 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 blah. you couldn't keep up. It was so much and it was going so fast. And so sometimes somebody will write a comment that you really resonate with. And so it's a really easy way to just immediately message them and just like, or connect with them and say, oh, like, I, I like that person or, or I like what they said, or I want to learn more about what they said. Um, so that's kind of the networking. It's very, you have to be intentional, right? It's virtual. So there's no way that we're going to force you in. You have to show up, you have to engage, you have to come off mute, but there's plenty of opportunity to network. And then one thing that we're also excited about that we're doing this year, last year, once everything wrapped in the you know excitement ended after the learning exchange, and then I slept, <laughs> the feedback was like, we have to do this in person. We have to do this in person. And as someone who lived abroad for um, over 10 years, like I, I was trying to pinpoint, like, why is it so important to me to keep this virtual? And I realized it's because when you change it to in-person, you like remove access for so many people because so many people cannot, we had 36 countries, right? That are people who attended the learning exchange virtually. And then if you cut that off and say, okay, we're going to do it in DC, realistically, how many people can fly and come, you know, from to DC, not just physically be here, but just even like financially, like what goes into traveling to a conference. And so definitely keeping the learning exchange virtual, but we're adding what we call our We Outside events. And these are in-person networking events on the night before the conference, so the Wednesday night. And they'll be in select cities. So right now on our list, there's 36 cities, um, including international. Um, those will likely narrow down. So if you're listening to this in January and you're like, Mallory, 36 countries are not listed on the website, thank you for your grace. Um, but we are going to have in-person um, networking events. And this is just like show up um, if you're registered for the learning exchange and this is an opportunity to just meet in person. And what's unique about this is we have hosts in those cities who are like, yes, I want to host a We Outside. A We Outside, by the way, the whole conference is very Black culture. So all the tracks are like cream. Cream is our finance track. Cream is cash rules, everything around me cream. So if you know like, the song, right? We have a track rooting for everybody Black. That's our DEI. So if you've ever heard of Issa Rae, there's a quote where she's like, Somebody asked her at some award show, like, oh, who do you want to win tonight? And she's like, I'm rooting for everybody Black. So we have a lot of these like Black culture references. And so the we outside is that, right? It's like, we're going outside. We're going to actually be, my kids always say, touch grass. <laughs> we're going to go outside and engage with people. Um, and so it's open um, to anyone. And one thing I really want to stress and share is that we really want everyone to attend this conference, right? And so the, our, the last learning exchange, majority of the people in attendance who registered are not black. <laughs> and so one, because we're minorities. And so we're obviously not the majority, but two, you know, there's a lot of support and it's more like silent, quiet behind the scenes support, which we really appreciate. Um, and so if you want to show up and you're not black, that's fine. You know, we'll be at the we outside. Like we, we want you to engage with us. We want really allyship, right? Because we, we need it and just diversity in general. So while, yes, this, all our speakers are Black, we're not, it's not an exclusive to Black people or the Black community. Um, but there's some references you may not initially get, so just Google it. I love it. Maybe maybe one day you have a Black in L&D retreat. Yeah, it's on my list. It's called... Okay, there you go. 
I already have it. It's called the reset. It's I have, you know, I'm an ideas person. I have so many things that I'm like, I would love mm-hmm. to do because there's it, it's important to get together. Right. It's just I don't think you have to stop something that's working to like adjust, you know, um, to make it something else. I think you just need something else. So um, but yeah, we definitely want to have a retreat and I'm a retreat girly. If I can go on a retreat, it's happening. <laughs> That's so amazing. And it's so really, you know, inspiring to see that, you know, you're sticking to the virtual setting because like you said, a lot of people would prefer that in person, but to see that you're showing that it's more in strength on virtual setting is so much, you know, a good thing because it's like, you know, a lot of us are wondering, are these virtual settings really the best space to learn and share and exchange ideas because we're not face-to-face because we don't get the interaction, but seeing the success you're having with your own teams and, you know, your own or conference and how people can connect around the world. Mm -hmm. I think that's an experience that a lot of people aren't going to be able to get is that cultural experience from having people from around the country or around the globe. And that's something that you don't get to do every day in an in-person conference. So that's really, I was going to say, we just, you know, we have two of our speakers are in South Africa and it's like, you know, well, I want to have more and more as we continue to grow speakers all around the world. It's like, like you said, Diego, it's, would we have that option if it was, you know, if it was in person and would you even be able to sit and listen to their experience and their perspective and like what they have to, to share and, and also having that representation of South Africans. Right. And so mm-hmm. I love it. I love the fact that it's accessible to people. And I, and I love the fact that, um, it still feels like you're part of something and not just like you're logging onto a webinar, you know? I was, I was just going to say that the, the accessibility part of having things in the digital world, mm. it's, you know, it, it changed a lot of things and it creates also kind of like an equitable space, right? For everybody to come in and share their ideas. I mean, South Africa, and eventually you'll probably have people from other countries and that wouldn't happen if maybe, but more than likely, it wouldn't be to that extent if you had in-person mm-hmm. conferences that people had to travel to the U.S. to attend. Right? Yeah. And I, you know, this was my first year like of traveling and speaking at conferences, and I did a lot, and I had a lot of takeaways from it. And one of those is that, um, you know, I'm not, and you guys probably would never guess that I'm actually actually relatively introverted, <laughs> and so the the in-person, there's so many people. And there's so many people to talk to and someone like me, I can get drained really easily. And although I do want to talk to you and I do want to engage, I was like, I'm going back to my hotel room. Like it was a lot, but also it's like, where do you, because people know each other. So, so many people knew each other. And so you're, when you're, I work for myself, so I'm not going with the company. I'm not going with the team or organization. And so I found myself like trying to like inch my way into conversations and inch my way into engagement or like self-invite myself to certain lunch, like, you know, and that's hard in a, in a conference setting in person, not impossible, obviously it happens all the time. And I think it's a time and a place, but I think for people who are, who are similar to me in any of those ways I mentioned, a virtual setting is awesome because you can engage in a way that is comfortable for you. You can jump in or jump out (laughs) Um, and it doesn't require you, you know, try to get back to a hotel room. But also I kind of feel like you meet more people like, or at least you, you have an opportunity to meet more people and kind of engage with more people and, and also attend more sessions because we have like the replays. I think that was hard for the in-person conference because you're like, gosh, which session do I go to, right? Like, 
there's so many and it's the same thing with our conference. There's a lot of sessions and they're doubled up. So you really have to pick, but you'll have an option once you're registered to like go watch a replay um, of a session that you, you missed. And so that's not the case, right? With uh, in-person conferences, like you missed it, you missed it. And so there's a lot of perks, but there's, there's good and bad to both. Right. But I think that the virtual setting when appropriate, especially in this case works awesome. Plus you've been, I just want to say, you've been very intentional. Like there are, especially during, you know, the whole COVID, everything online, a lot of people treated webinar, you know, they treated like webinar. It was like an afterthought, but you've really created this beautiful community space and true, right? It's the learning exchange, but there is a true exchange of learning Mm -hmm. because you've been intentional and thoughtful about how you're going to, you know, get people to interact. And I I could, I hear it, you know, in all of the things you're talking about, you created spaces, you've thought about you know, the branding, the terminology you're going to use, there's a lot happening there. It's not like you were just like, all right, everybody yeah. meet online today. It sounds great. Yeah. We're going outside today. Let's just go and hang out. Like, it, I love that. I love the intentionality of of everything. And I love how inclusive it is because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really allows for people like that have social anxiety or people that, you know, when you go to a conference, like you said, it drains you, but there's people that just, don't want to talk to people and it's just so awkward to sit in a conference and everybody's talking around you and you're just sitting there like you don't know how to engage so yeah and I'm big on like I'm big on having substantial and I mean not substantial like more genuine conversations I don't do great with small talk just put it that way like I don't don't do that (laughs) I, I always tell people I hate small talk like it makes me feel so awkward and so like I don't know what to say next. Yeah. So it's like, I'm either going to like ask you about your life, you know, like I'm just like <laughs> very intentional or I'm maybe just not talking, you know, so it can, I mean, people say first impressions are everything, but it kind of sucks because if you're someone who's not that way, it's like, well, you're going to walk away with not a great first impression of me because you caught me at a moment where like my battery is at 10% because I just talked to 30 other people. And so I think the, what was actually interesting about the last conference, you know, because we get all the data back, right, is that people spent a lot of time on the platform, meaning they just like kept the browser open and they would go do their work and they would come back and they would interact and chat. And so that was really interesting that it was nice for people to just have it there for those two days, come and go as they needed to. And so the minutes, like the, the amount of minutes, that's like, this is how much time that people spent on it. We were like, What? really like it was really surprising for us but i think it was that freedom to come and go as you need and so i know that there's such a drastic like difference in perspective about in person and i think it's only gonna the conversation is only going to continue because partially it's a generational thing as well um don't get me talking about the generational thing it's such a passion of mine but you know and so to see what's going to transpire when we have Gen um, Gen Z and then Generation Alpha and like how they view in person versus versus virtual because it's going to be such a normal part of their life. It's not going to be either or. It's just it's just part of life. Versus for us, it's like this, sometimes this dilemma of like, oh, let's you know discuss it and should we do it this way and what about this and if it should be hybrid. But for them, it's just this is it's just life. And I think seeing it that way to where some things are appropriate virtual and some things work really well in person. And then you can switch it up when you need it, <laughs> when you need to. So, you know, I've, I've definitely been very intentional about it and intentional about the fact that I think when it comes to social learning, that there's 
there's always like that one person. I'm sure if when I say this, you guys will think of it for yourselves. There's always that one person or that one story or that one um, experience that you were able to observe that really like changed things for you personally. Like you sometimes just need to see someone's example, right? Or you need to hear someone's a career story or like the journey that they took or like the choice that they made. And you're like, oh, right. It's either inspiring to you or it's a lesson to you. And so to be able to hear from each other in that way without it being so dictated of like, you have to talk about this versus like, I'm coming to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> and this is in from my perspective. And I hope it, and pray that it helps someone, right? Or you can take something from this or it benefits you. Um, I think that for the younger generation, like that's what they need to hear more of is just hear our stories because none of us have a very linear path. And when you don't know what you don't know, it can feel very like you can feel very insecure. You can feel like you have imposter syndrome. You can feel all these things. But when you hear that, okay, nobody knows what they're doing and nobody, nobody has a very clear direct path. Everybody's figuring it out as they, you know, as they go or making their plans or changing their plans. And it built that confidence in you. And so like that exchange for me is really important because you're learning something, but it doesn't have to be in such the typical way that conferences function where you sit and you're talked at and it's like, okay, notes, 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 and then walk away. Sometimes you can just literally be there to receive. And it could be that one little thing that helps you or changes things for you. And so those moments is what I'm hoping that that's where my intention, when I think about it, I'm like, I just need, I need to hear somebody's story about that one thing, right? That one moment. And that's what really like keeps me encouraged with doing this work. It reminds me of our conversation when we went for lunch, Diego. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I mean, especially speaking on behalf of Gen Zs, because I guess that, that's why I fit He's in. He's representative, Mallory. Oh, like, oh yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree with you, though. That is such a big part because it is kind of scary not knowing, like you said, the unknown. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. It's very nerve-wracking. And, you know, listening to people like you and like Nicole and all you inspiring people, it's like, you've gone through the experiences and you can offer those experiences to us to be like, you're going to be okay in the future. Like there's not one set path that you can go through all these paths in life and you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find success. And I think, you know, especially looking from being a minority myself and all that, it is great hearing from other minorities who have gone through these experiences because our experiences vary from the rest of the majority in the world today. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't get the same experiences. So, you know, I do think you're on the right path with your intention because as a, you know, being from this generation, I do see that being such a success for us because we have people like you to help us give us the guidance where we need to go in the future. So I think it's really great what you're doing there. Thank you, Diego. And I'll say like, you know, I'm trying to work on changing my language because actually Diego, we're the majority. <laughs> Globally, we're the global majority, but for some reason, right, we've been like gaslit to be like, you're the minority. It's like, well, actually, hold on a second. <laughs> Globally, we're the global majority. But I'll say as someone who's, you know, considered a minority and who's a Gen Z and kind of figuring it out, I think like it's, it's so much beauty in that because one, you guys have so much information available to you, but it could also be nerve wracking where it's too much of right too much information can be problematic depending on how you view it and i was at dinner with um uh, black and lnd actually a group from black and lnd when we were at a conference and i was sharing just talking with them and i told them like oh yeah i'm thinking about kind of writing this book and i was and i was like, i don't know what to call it right and i was like talking through it and whatever i said both of them stopped and they're like that's the name of your book 
Um, and, it, and I guess what I said was there is no right way, there is no wrong way. And I think that's my that's been my lessons in this journey of me being an L&D is that there is no right way and there's no wrong way. Even when people think there's a right way and they're like, this is the way it goes and this is the way you have to do it. And maybe because the nature of my work and I work in different organizations and companies and clients, they all think they're doing it the right way, right? They all like, we call it this, we call it like whatever, even the, the terminology, like this is, they think they're right. And another company does it totally different and they think they're right. And it's like, it's okay, right? There is no right way, there is no wrong way. And then when it comes to our careers, it's the same thing to me. Like, and that's what I'm learning to embrace. It's, there's no right way, there's no wrong way. It's the way that's best for Diego. Yeah. Right. And no one else. <laughs> I love those conversations, especially with the younger generations. And they're like talking about their future and, you know, how they don't know. And I'm like, hold on, sit down. Let me talk to you about how I've changed career four times and how it hasn't been a linear path. Not at all. Ever. And no one taught us that. No one taught us, you know, when we're young, we're told, oh, what do you want to, what do you want to be mm. when you grow up? And that be part is like, who you become. Yes. And I think that you have to be that. And it shouldn't be like that. So when I talk to my children, I'm very specific about asking them what do you want to do mm-hmm. and not what you want to be because that really, you know, messed yeah. us up. We thought that like, oh, I'm going to be a from eight years old, I wanted to be a teacher and I'm going to be a teacher and that's what I'm going to be. And then you got that job and you're like, nope, this is not it. This, yeah. is, this is not fulfill me, you know? Um, and you feel so guilty because this was your dream and this is mm-hmm. what your parents hoped for you. And this is, you know, all of that. So I hope little by little, we're all taking that away with this, you know, newer, the, the newer, the generation. Yeah. Um, that it's okay to change your mind as well. It's okay to change your mind. And if you're like 40 and you want to go and go to med school, you can still mm-hmm. be 40 and go to med school, you know, like you don't have to finish college in four years. You don't, have to, you know, do all of that. Yeah. And that's the beauty of being like a lifelong learner. Yeah. Saying, you know, we're here to just, just being open and continue, continually learn. And I think when you have kids, obviously you mentioned your kids, they kind of teach you that because you start to Mm -hmm. notice things. And for me, I try to work on like, what type of person do you want to be? Like, what type of life do you want to have versus like what you're going to be doing for money? (laughs) Right. Because I feel like it kind of separates, you know, Yes, I want you to do great in school. Yes, I want you to get good grades, you know, all of that. But kind of having more of those conversations about you as a person. And I think it would have been lovely for me if I got to know Mallory a lot sooner. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right? Because then you're like, oh, okay, this is I I'm meant to have all these things that I that I do. I'm I'm multi-passionate. I enjoy being multi-passionate. Mm-hmm. I may change my mind in six months. And like that's okay too. So yeah, I think that. Um, hearing those stories, which is part of the my me doing the grow podcast that I've been, you know, just trying to finally do, which I'm going to do. You're going to see it in 2024, but it's all about career journeys, right? Where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. And you know, I like I said, I have yet to meet anybody who's linear, and so yeah. um, I don't know why you know society teaches us that there's this linear path and. Um, when we get to hear each other's career stories and career journeys. And sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, right? I didn't even really know that you could like merge change management and L&D or you could merge like finance and L&D. Like, how do I do those two passions? So, you know, just hearing people's stories and social learning. (laughs) Yeah. Just, I I don't know if you would all say this is true, but 
it really makes me feel good. And also it's terrifying in some ways, but it (laughs) makes me feel good in knowing that I had no idea I was going to end up here and there's Mm -hmm. no way I could have planned my path. Like, sure, once I knew that I wanted a job in ID, I applied to jobs in ID, whatever. Actually, I didn't even know. I I just stumbled upon an ID job and I was like, I think I could do this. (laughs) But it's a lot of serendipity. And so for me, when I get anxious, it's helpful to for me to just be like, well, I don't even know what opportunities are coming. And the fact that you've built Black and L&D and the learning exchange, it also just opens up this whole crowd to moments of serendipity that may not have come along otherwise. And so it's like this beautiful thing of this unexpected, unexplored moment might come from these opportunities to talk to other people Um, and in your case you know maybe part of the black community seeing other people in the black community doing things of interest that they hadn't considered Mm -hmm. before but maybe it's something totally different yeah that representation you know it means it means a lot and it helps a lot and it's i think it's under i think people don't realize how big of a deal like it matters when you have representation and when you see yourself in spaces and i have a friend and she's we met in Hong Kong and she's from Barbados and I forgot the conversation we were talking about, but she had this moment where she was sharing to me. She's like, she, it took her a while to understand from um, African-American or black Americans perspective because she grew up where she saw like, uh, like her doctors, her teachers, the mailman, like the people at the grocery store, like everyone looked like her. So there was never a moment of like, Oh, I I can't be the mayor or I can't be this, or I can't, you know, because you just haven't seen it. And so when you see that and you have those moments, you're like, oh, I can see someone who's a director of L&D at this company doing this. Or I can, you know, I've that just seeing that, right? I've seen someone who's running their own business or as as a freelancer or an entrepreneur and something about it internal just like makes that click in you like, oh, I can do it too. And like as women, we know this because we've seen it and we've experienced it as, you know, of like, okay, we're, you know, we're rooting for the for the ladies here because we, you know, we see them making moves and like. You're just so proud and you're like, it's, it does something for you. It's the same thing when you have that experience, no matter what background you are. If you know, if you're Latina, if you're Pakistani, like whatever you may be having that representation um, and just seeing a little glimpse of it matters. And so when I get to hear those serendipity moments, Nicole, they're, yeah, they're so fulfilling because it's like, okay, you know, you're, you're on the right path. Like I'm doing the right thing. And I have these moments of confirmation for that because it's not easy. <laughs> you know, building yeah. these communities is not easy. Um, and that's okay. Like hard things aren't necessarily meant to be easy. So we went a little bit off topic there, Diego. Yeah, <laughs> okay. whole tangent. No, <laughs> no, but it was great. And, you know, I really, yeah, like, was good. there was so much that you covered in this short amount of time about, you know, just social learning being at play, you know, finding your voice, finding your passion, you know, really growing as a person and using these platforms and these social spaces to grow your network in order to better yourself as not only as you know your professional career but as a person and really learn from those stories and exchange those stories with each other because your story is what helps you become the person you want to be and your best version of yourself so you know Mallory we just want to thank you today for being here it's been so great listening to you and you're so inspiring and I you know I know our audience is going to love hearing what you had to say and you know seeing this come to life and how your vision turned into this new thing that everybody's getting a part of. And, you know, we're really excited for your upcoming learning exchange in February and we can't wait to see and hear all about it. So thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. So if people want to learn more about, you know, Black and L&D or the learning exchange or even just you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like my 
my vibe, my space. And so LinkedIn is the best place, Mallory's deal. But for Black and LD, um, blacknld.org is the best um, a place. And just please follow us on LinkedIn, follow our page on LinkedIn as we're trying to grow and get exposure and visibility. And whenever people ask me like, oh, how can I help? The biggest thing that we need right now as an organization is visibility. I feel like what we're doing will like the right connections, the right partnerships, the right sponsors, like everything will come. Like I strongly believe that, but we need visibility to get there. And so, you know, liking, sharing, commenting, engaging with us, like we need the visibility as an organization. It's truly grassroots. Like it's truly like a grassroots built <laughs> organization from the bottom up. And so I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But yeah, blackandlnd.org and then LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for being here. We all appreciate it. And best of luck at Black and L&D and the Learning Exchange. Thank you. Thank all right, you. lab mates. We will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Wow, who knew conferences could be this fun? Black and LD's conference, The Learning Exchange, is just one example of how communities are coming together to learn from one another. Mallory shared how virtual conferences invite a greater global perspective and reach that traditional in-person conferences cannot offer. She honed in on the importance that conferences serve as a way to network, connecting generations, and creating lifelong connections. And finally, she highlights how speakers and attendees sharing their unique and unconventional paths in these conferences is the greatest aspect of social learning. No matter virtual or in-person, social learning continues to be the transformative heartbeat of conferences, fostering collaboration, knowledge exchange, and a sense of community. Now, it's your turn. For your experiment, it's time to design your own virtual conference. Think about your intention. What do you want your attendees to gain out of their experience? Who will be your guest speakers? What kind of activities will you have to get your attendees to interact with one another? Will you offer in-person events like the We Outside? You can check out the full experiment brief in the show notes or the Social Learning Lab community on Facebook. In the community, you can also share your virtual conference plan, get feedback and insight from peers, and comment on others' ideas. Now, I'd like to ask you a little favor. If you enjoyed the episode, we invite you to leave a review, like, subscribe, or share, so we can continue to build a supportive group of social learning enthusiasts. Until next time, keep making learning that matters.